another episode of the 411 podcast with Jalitho. I am your host with the most. Today, I am honored to have my sisters in song. That sound real churchy. You know, I've been I've been practicing. Okay. <laughs> my sisters in song, my sisters in life. Yes. KJ and Lolo is in the building, y'all. Give it up Ow. for Kiera and Lauren. How y'all hey, feeling? Y'all. Greetings. A couple of months ago, this news person reached out to us to do a story on us. <laughs> did they not? They did. Yeah. They set up a Zoom meeting with us to do a whole, you know, a profile on KJ and Lolo. What we about? Da 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 da. Not really, but like that's what they sold it to us as. But that's not how it went. It didn't go like that. How it went. It went like she had wrote down like two questions and then she was like, hmm. She said, oh, I could pull that quote. Oh, that's a good one. She (laughs) said, but you know what? That's why we don't rely on the media solely. We create the shit ourselves. That was part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast so that I could plug what we've been doing. Okay. This is going to be everybody's first introduction to KJ and Lolo as a group. Just to take it back. We began this when 2018. Yeah, it was yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah it was because that's when I moved back. Okay, so well, yeah, it started like the end of 2017. Like, I think what happened was we were we were all hanging out at Zier's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like Christmas time. We were singing like I feel like we were singing Christmas carols, but maybe not. We were singing something. Girl, we were just, you know like, I wasn't singing that song. <laughs> you know I wasn't singing. We was like damn listening song. to music, and then we was all singing, and then we hit the harmonies, and we mm. was all like, "Ooh, that's not pretty good." Right? Shit just kind of flourished from there. Yeah, we sang for the first time as a group. That's when we debuted as KJ and Lolo. That's the fact. Yeah, the first song we did was "All My Life." All my life. <laughs> all my life. I was waiting we to sing to that damn song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! No, that shit was lit. Yeah, it turned out really good. Yeah, it it did, was really good. The crowd was loving us too. That was a moment. Like it was just it was supposed to be an open mic, and I was hosting the event, but I don't be feeling comfortable hosting stuff by myself. So that's when I was like, "All right, well, y'all help me, and we can perform while we doing it." And right, that's that is how we formed, and um, from there. We started to cover all of these different songs. What's been your favorite song that we've covered so far? Do you think? Um, all my life was definitely one of my favorites. Um, the way I was gonna say the way. The way the was way. a really good one. Yeah. Hit it right now. One, two, three. Stop. <laughs> I'm about to do it. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> now I don't come from the church, okay? I don't have that vibrato that y'all bring to the table. So that was one thing coming into this group that um not that I was jealous of, just that I I knew for a fact that at every given moment I was trying to show off y'all motherfucking chops. Okay. <laughs> it's not even about coming from the church. Yes, it is. No, yes, it's it is. not. God it's not, it. Jalil. Because I didn't even I didn't Girl, even start please. singing in the church. Lo- it doesn't matter if you sang in the church. You Girl, been you, you in was the in the church. You was in so the fucking was. environment. Don't do that. You, <laughs> you were all up in that though. damn church. <laughs> You nah, the church nah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, my 
church experience. But you sang in gospel choir. I did. So See, you got the background. Kira, Kira said, listen, I was born with this shit. I'm, I don't know what to tell no, you. No, because like, for me, it was really, like, I really realized that I love to sing when I was a kid. Like, when I had my very first, like, cassette tape that I owned was Monica. That's why I, like, have mm. such a love for Monica. I used to play that shit front to back. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like, when I tell you, I, I have a, a memory of me, like, listening to, I was just, like, in my room, laying on the floor, listening to it. I had went to sleep, woke up. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, so so it was that and, like, Destiny's Child. Remember how, because me and Jalil, for those of you who don't up. know, we grew up together. We, right across, he right lived, around the corner. No. Right. No, he lived. <laughs> I lived two he houses even know down where he lived. He lived two houses down from me. Two and houses so down. me and a couple of other people that lived on the street we used to perform as destiny's child mm-hmm. so ever since then i just knew like singing was a part of me i i was always the shy one so i didn't really like sing a lot mm-hmm. growing up like i didn't sing publicly as often but once we started our group is when i feel like i kind of started to find my voice yes what about I you would honestly say the same like yeah i grew up in singing in the church choir but like in the group like I was more background I was not the solo person <laughs> like I was all even when we first started singing like I used to always be like no I don't wanna exactly like, shy. annoying like, as fuck like <laughs> I don't understand how how there's been moments where both of y'all do that shit and I'm just like <laughs> I don't understand what y'all not hearing right now I don't, because y'all voices are big as fuck okay it's not though but mine's it, not Lauren has a very big voice I'm not loud listen it's not no. even that you just have that soul sound to you Kiera you have no. the voice of a thousand slaves okay <laughs> Your voice. Yes. So this is what changed everything for me. When we <laughs> recorded, what song was that? When we recorded So Into You, mm-hmm. and I told you the part that you had to do, mm-hmm. it was something simple. <laughs> you flipped this shit and made it more than what it was supposed uh-uh, to be. No. <laughs> yes, you did. I swear to God. What are you like talking you, about? you got into the groove. It was the, I'm so into oh, you. Yeah. That yeah. I'm so into yeah. you. Yes! yes. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I was just trying Woo. to put a little put a little jazz on it. Girl, you jazz, did it. You you know, you, it made like, the <laughs> fucking song. It made the whole shit. So speaking of so into you. Yes. And we'll go back to everybody's childhoods and stuff in a little bit. But that moment when we came together and recorded that song, shout out to Javant for sending over the stems to that beat. And then from there, we just got together and recorded this damn track, y'all. <laughs> Which was already another song first. It right? was. That's oh my the God, thing. if you guys could hear the original <laughs> So Into You, ooh, I wish you could hear it. And that's the thing. <laughs> I, so I still love the original Me So too. Into You. Like, it still has a vibe to it. But With that second one... one we find, we really hit that sweet spot. Yeah. We yeah, cause it's it's straight up house music. Okay, how important was it for y'all? At least, cause I know how important important <clears throat> it was for me to focus on like or try to do a house track. Um, was that something that that y'all ever saw yourself doing? For me, no. Honestly, I didn't really know too much about house music until we started doing this. Mm-hmm. Like I was new. I was very new to the shit. But once once I started hearing the music and, you know, the first time we recorded our our first single, Lavish Life, 
was literally the first time I ever sung house music. Mm-hmm. And that experience, I, <laughs> I know y'all was like, how y'all just do that on the first take like that? But I don't know. the first take here shut the whole shit down. I was just what like, I just felt it and I just went with it. So like house music just gives you a good like, just a good like feeling. feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just feel good music to me. You are currently listening to Lavish Life. Uh. Get down, run through the crowd, spinning and dipping out. What the fuck they gonna do? 
Kiera, y'all, this girl is going to get the shit right on the first try. Me and Lauren, <laughs> we gotta go. Kiera be out. <laughs> Kiera be like, all right, y'all, have fun. I gotta go. Okay. It's not even like that. We, don't be like me and Lauren, we, we need about 50 takes and then we go. Because me, listen, they live singers. I am a studio singer, okay? I can do whatever I want in the studio. Who is a live singer? Y'all need to stop playing these games. Y'all, y'all know y'all. Listen, you gotta catch me on the right day. the The temperature gotta be right, okay? I gotta be in the right mind for me to perform. Well, for me to sound good while performing. Um, but in the studio though, with these effects, shit, I I sing you under the rug. Okay. <laughs> Who were some of those musical influences for y'all? I I mean, like when we were coming up, or like just yeah. Growing up. Just, um, um, I really like Mariah Carey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mariah was a big one for me. Also, Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like I could say Beyonce, because, like, we kind of grew yeah. up with Beyonce, like, mm-hmm. from Destiny's Child into her solo career. Right. Um, I will say I got into Beyonce, like, later, but I always liked Destiny's Child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Destiny's Child is what did it for me. It was it was Monica, it was Beyonce. Also, Aaliyah was very. Oh, Aaliyah good was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else I was like really into. Brandy, I I was I was rocking with. It mm-hmm. was that whole all of like the females of the of the late nineties because yeah. I was you know a early nineties baby. So yeah. All of those women really influenced my singing. I would say for me, um, so my parents, like my father, he was older in the 90s, so we didn't grow up listening to like rap music. My mother, she didn't listen to that shit either. She, she didn't listen to stuff with cussing. Um, so a lot of my, like my father, he loved Patti LaBelle. He loved mm-hmm. Luther Vandross, Anita Baker. Um, my mother... I know for a fact I'm a big fan of Raphael Sadiq oh, and yeah. just um, and just um, Tony 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 in general. His voice is so smooth to me, yes. um, and I feel like he doesn't sing hard. hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his, it's just so like it's so smooth, smooth and sultry. Yeah, yeah and sultry. So. I'm trying to master this 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 uh this whisper voice, okay? <laughs> you getting there? He don't even be whispering. He don't be whispering. So smooth. It's smooth it's like, like yeah. velvety. Ooh, yes. Also, just... for me, it was Tony Braxton because my okay. mom was a huge Tony Braxton fan, so okay. she used to play a lot of that and just that's why I be trying to tap into my my tenor voice sometimes right. when we be singing because you know you the, got that deep throat. Right. <laughs> The way no, just the way that she sings, she makes it seem so effortless. But her voice is just so deep and strong yeah. mm-hmm. that that really inspires me too. So, did y'all ever have any like solo performance? Like, do you remember what your your first solo performance was? Child, my first <laughs> my first time I ever performed a solo was in a church 
Christmas play. So so I guess you could say I was kind of a church See? singer. Girl, that was literally you, the only time though. Girl, please, and because it was a church singer. Don't do that. <laughs> because it was so bad, like I was so nervous. Like I could hear the shaking in my voice. I was like, yeah. That made me every time I did not <laughs> after that I never wanted to sing a solo again in life. Like that's why I didn't sing for mad years after that mm-hmm. because it just kind of shook my confidence. Yeah. Same. I could say the same. I, my first time was in church. And the song was Because of Who You Are. Oh. And I had the solo and I was so nervous. And I was like, oh my God, it sounds bad. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> so I never like asked for a solo ever again after that. And even still, when we be performing, like the first song, it's going to be shaky because I'm nervous. Like I just yeah. can't get over that. Like I, Even when we sing at church now, like I feel like if there's a part that I feel like I am... Doing by yourself. Doing by myself, like I get very shaky. Also, after that last time, I will never be doing another solo church. Just, <laughs> what time? You know that time. <laughs> never, never again. For me, it, this wasn't my first time, but the moment that made me um, really like question, oh, I can't sing. <laughs> this not for me no more. Um, I was in college. I was a freshman in college, and. Um, I was, I, you know, when you were a freshman in college, you just trying to get in where you fit in and find some new friends and shit. So I signed up for this gospel choir, um, this gospel choir, like, club. These bitches didn't know shit about shit. <laughs> These motherfuckers, we got there every motherfucking week to to rehearse a goddamn song. The songs would change up every week. I'm we didn't rehearse a goddamn thing. All we would do was try to find a song to rehearse without I'm actually rehearsing shit. Find one. Yes. So in the, in that second semester, um, I'll never forget this because it fell on my birthday. The president of the club, mind you, everything that she ever touched turned to shit. So no, I should have no. known. I should have known this shit was janky, okay? She said, um, we have a performance. She, she booked a performance for us in Syracuse. I didn't ask enough questions, y'all. And she said, yes, yeah, a gospel um, event, and we just got to go there and perform, um, uh, lift every voice and sing, and we're going to get paid $400. Ooh. I'm like, lift every voice and sing <laughs> at a gospel event? You know what? I didn't even know it was a gospel event. I just knew it was an event because we couldn't come up with another song to sing. So I'm like, fuck it. Everybody know Lift Every Voice. These niggas ain't even know Lift Every Voice and Sing. Uh-uh. This is how you know the caliber of people that I was dealing with at Casanova College. These was the niggas that was no fucking body, okay, in high school. <laughs> to be like, Niggas said, if you want me to get technical. I'm not listening to <laughs> Jalil Campbell always been Jalil Campbell. That's all I got to say. I ain't have shit to prove. A lot of these bitches came to college and was trying to act all brand new and oh, shit. No. I'm still mad as fuck about this. <laughs> so we got our asses in this damn van and went up to OCC, y'all. Not OCC. Girl, OCC. I knew everybody there. Oh, I walk into that damn. <laughs> I walk into the damn auditorium. Y'all, it's a full-on gospel explosion. Oh, wow. Like, it's so many church people there. I don't know these people, but I know of these people. And right. I know that they know me. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> so I'm trying to hide in classrooms and shit. No. Um, <laughs> No, I can't go on that stage. I can't go on that stage because we about to look like a fool. We sung Lift Every Voice. Sounded a fucking mess. 
Then they wanted to sing a second, a second song by Brandy. Huh? Mental fucking illness, y'all. How do you sing a Brandy song at a motherfucking? Does Brandy have gospel music? Girl, I don't think so. I I do not think so. And I walked off the stage in the Mm -hmm. middle, but in the transition between our first song and that song, um, I was. You left. I left, mind (laughs) you. This was on my birthday. Dang. So from that moment on, I was so scared about performing <clears throat> in public and like, you know, just doing my thing. Before that, prior to that, I had went all four years of high school doing musicals. Um, even in, in middle school, like performing, that was just always my thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I started to question my abilities and shit after that. And it was because of those bum ass bitches. <laughs> but you know what? Once we got together, that all, everything changed. Right. And... Um, y'all just made me feel like we could literally do any fucking thing. Like, yes. so from the start of us just covering those songs to now making our own songs, coming up with beats, mm-hmm. these things that we never would have thought that was possible, we're doing now. And I just shout out to y'all. We really lit. For real. Like when yeah. we started just doing covers, I had no idea that we were going to turn this into our own music. Yeah. And and then COVID happened. Pad, right. Mm-hmm. That that was a whole thing in itself. But just the whole experience of like learning how to make beats and getting in the recording studio. I mean, that experience in itself. The very first time we recorded, that was a lot. Talk about that shit. There was oh my god. What happened? Okay, so first of all, we was in the trap. Like and they had a cat. Oh my gosh. We was in this trap house with there was mad people in that room. Somebody was living in the next room. There was, there was somebody living in the next room. They had a cat. I do, If you know me, I do not mess with cats, period. Mm-hmm. So there was just, it was just like such a weird vibe. But it actually turned out to be that the best ended up being experience like ever. Like the song well turned out really good. The, so the producer, who I don't even remember his name, but he knew what he was doing. The producer so, was dope as fuck. He he did know what he was doing. He knew what he was doing, but it was just the just the, the fact the that like that was it was a good ass time. And again, from that from there on, we would just went on this journey of learning. Yeah, learning, mm-hmm. learning how to do and go about all of this. We're still learning. I'm still lost as fuck. Um, I'm still we're still trying to find producers that really understand our vision and sound and um eventually we'll be able to get into like the videos and stuff and Mm -hmm. um i just don't want to do nothing prematurely and have it not be to the best quality right but you know jilla one thing about you you definitely have the vision because if it wasn't for you you know, coming up, learning, teaching yourself how to how to, this, how to yeah. do this. No, I did we not. Teach would not be where we Greg. are today. Shout out to Greg White. Well, that yeah, Greg definitely. Shout out to Greg because Greg really he honed taught, our crap. Like yeah. he really taught us a lot. And he I did. Really respect him for that. And from what he taught me, those basic things, and from there, nigga, I turned into Mozart real quick. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking shit up. Like so being in here. Oh my god, being in here, especially like when I came up with the beat for "Come Through." I was on one. I was just pressing shit. And, <laughs> and in it, I was like, I know this sound like crashing. It sounded like something was crashed, like crashing glass or something. But I, I see potential. There's something in there. I can, I can make this shit work. 
And then once I finish that beat and I send it to y'all, I'm like, oh, yeah, we can come up to something with this. Yeah. Or we can come up with some lyrics and stuff for it. What's man. going on? This is Jaleel, and you're now listening to Come Through. If you need me, yeah, yeah. Now the motto is, I'm gonna make you dance, lose control. You feel the rhythm is so, uh, truth been told, we limitless. We ain't done yet and never finishing. Uh huh, start the class, get a syllabus. I'm the answer, let me fill it in. Uh, now if you want me, and if you need me, I take my time, but this shit won't be greedy. Uh, feel my touch, we'll be taking it slow. I won't stop, you my muse for growth, I'm in tune. So, misdemeanor will lose control. I give you all my love, and I'm so involved. Take a chance with a feeling tonight, I won't stop till you feel the right. I show you love from the dimmest of lights and don't fuse what you feel in the night. You love feeling the right, yeah. So don't be cautious, love. Give me uh, the price on my head for the cost of love. So people uh, go through life with the loss of love. Just don't uh, be trying to get pissed if you off the flood. I took the time, the time it takes to fix myself from growth. I hope that I can list my flaws and all. Often falling, often lost, but willing to build what you big by bricks. If hey. you want me, if you need me, if you want me. like haunting kind mm-hmm. of feeling to it that I really really love and even now it's like <clears throat> I still don't feel like it's finished like um I no. feel like if a producer was to get it and just to add those whatever whatever the the first producer did to lavish life yeah if we just need some effects and shit on it that could just really heighten it mm-hmm. more do you know what I mean right We've just recorded so many different songs mm-hmm. in the course of like a whole year. There was a period between like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and like January, three months, like nineteen to twenty, twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, mm-hmm. where we were here like every night. Yeah. No, that was twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was the end of twenty twenty. Yeah, the end of tw- um. Listen, the years is running together. <laughs> right. Like, right. Um. Yeah. Twenty twenty. We was just in the studio every night. Past midnight on the weekends. During oh, the sometimes week, during the week. Yeah. During the week, we was just here. We was recording it. Jalil was sending us a new song like the next day. <laughs> and we're like, okay, come up to some, come up with some words to this. We're gonna put it down. Just come through after work tonight. We're just gonna do it real quick. Sometimes it was quick. Sometimes it was not. Five <laughs> hours later, okay. But we got it. And I mean, we made a whole album basically. Yeah. No, seriously. I don't know. I'm just really struggling with wanting the shit to be done right yeah this is our first project but i don't want it to be but done more so why it needs to be right exactly right. exactly right. like because i know people have been waiting but it's like we can't just put out anything mm-hmm. it has right. to be it has to feel right to us right. before we put it out right so of the songs that we have created what is your number one for both of y'all definitely lavish life 
that will love it. That will forever be in my heart. I think I would say yeah. so into you. Like that one Lavish Life is definitely in my top, but so into you and Muse. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Are Muse. Muse is, is up there. What was your thought process behind coming up with the lyrics for Muse, Lauren? That that hook. <laughs> it just sounded so like you know, it's, it's a sexy song. You was yeah. thinking about something during that time. Right. Okay. <laughs> she said, do me, baby. Okay. Use my body. <laughs> I am your muse. And it's so clever. Yeah. Because it's like, that's what a muse is. Like, damn, you, I, I am I yours. You, you, you like, right? Like, mm-hmm. you I fucking love you, that. Your art come to life. Like, and it right. sounded, sounded sexy and it fit. Yeah. It did. So, you know, it just. So in this new year, with that in mind, how are y'all tapping into y'all sexy? Has that always been there? Or is this something that you're developing now? For me, I think it's just now starting to develop. Like, as I'm about to approach 30 Mm -hmm. in the next couple of months, I'm just starting to feel very different. Like, I'm, I'm feeling way more just strong in in like my my thoughts and and who I am like I feel like I'm really starting to come into my own I'm not mm-hmm. taking no bs from from anybody mm-hmm. so that is like making me feel more sexy in itself cuz it's just like that confidence mm-hmm. to me is what is sexy so having that confidence is what builds on my sexiness if that makes sense I would say the same. I feel like this is something that I just kind of came into. Like, I feel like I'm becoming more comfortable in my own skin. And, like, I don't know. I'm I'm tapping into a side that I haven't tapped into before. Like, I feel like I've always been just, like, the shy girl. Even, like, singing. And even just in real life, in real life, I was just always a shy girl. Like, people would be like, oh, my God, you used to be so shy. Yeah, I did. And then a lot of people slept on me, so now it's time to wake up. Okay, Come on. period. Come now on. Now it's time to wake up. Like Wake their asses I'm the here. fuck up. Yes. What's up? I love that. I've never been the shy one. I was always <laughs> the, um, the, nigga said, one of the lives of the party. However, in this, in this moment that I'm in now, I have been trying to focus more on being more sensual come on sensual sexy <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm too goofy for that shit i'm scary no to be honest y'all i'm really scary as fuck no but you're ne- not i okay listen that's the thing i'm an actor i'm an i know how to fool niggas okay when i tell you i am scared a hundred percent of the you just time just gotta create the illusion come on <laughs> The illusion, the mystique, okay? That's how I get by, to be honest. But really owning that and knowing my power and 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 what I bring to the motherfucking table. Yes. Um is something that yeah, that's that's really big for me and something that I'm really trying to cultivate in this new season of 27. What kind of sounds or what what genres do y'all have in mind for future projects? I think we could really, I think we could really, really, really go in on some Neo Soul. Oh, yeah. like, I, I think that. like Neo Soul, like even just like when we do The Way, mm-hmm. when we did, oh, what's the other Girl, one? Girl, I was up there scatting and shit. <laughs> right, like I feel like we could really 
get into some neo soul. Like I yeah. feel like we could get into that bag and really, really get into that. Yeah. Like the Jill Scott and yeah. the Erica I think Badu so. and the yeah, def also definitely R and B is where I live. Yeah. That's where that's where my heart lies. Mm-hmm. So we def I definitely want us to do an R and B project. I really want to finish Smooth Vibrations Volume One. I can't even say anything else um, like regarding this project without mentioning Zalisha. Facts. Because, I was just about to say that. Yeah, has Zalisha not hit me up? She hit me up on Messenger one night. Um, and we just started talking about music and shit uh, randomly. And she sent me some tracks that she was working on. Them shits was fire. And it was like I was speaking to a preacher or some shit. She was just speaking <laughs> life into me, telling me I was talented and all this stuff. And that um, I should do music, like really pursue that shit. And she sent me like a beat. And that night, I sent her like voice notes of me coming up with like <laughs> melodies and stuff on the beat. And it was just so dope because I had never tapped into that side of my brain before in terms of like trying to make a damn song. The vision was there, okay? And from there, um, I met up with her and Bub and and had a meeting with them. They, it was so fucking dope. So then I got y'all together and we all came together and began working on the sound for Lavish Life. Do y'all remember that first session when we were coming up with the beat for Lavish Life? Yes, yes. That that experience was so inspiring to me because that's, yeah. that's, like you said, that's where I first tapped into that side of my brain where I was like learning how to write music and feeling the beats and stuff like that. Like I had never done anything like that before. So just being there having that vibe it was so eye-opening for me shout out to lord of the flame okay (laughs) not lord of the flies lord of the flame (laughs) no i did not call this nigga lord of the flies (laughs) and um eventually ashley started to come over with us too and it was just we was all in the family in this bitch okay it was just always good vibes Super my good sister vibes. and my brother. Shout out to Ashley. Shout out to Bob. Yes, yeah, shout out to the family. And you know what's so crazy, Lauren? I always so when I first met you, I was a freshman at Nottingham mm-hmm. doing it. Now I met you for real, for real doing the musicals. But yeah. that whole entire year, you have been giving me a ride <laughs> to school in your purple or or burgundy it's maroon um, cruiser. Oh, it was maroon. Yeah. I said purple, burgundy, okay, PT Cruiser, okay, and I, it would be me and Sean walking to school. I don't know how it happened, but I don't know if this nigga waved you down or something. He did. He did. I was going down the <laughs> a hill. A fucking idiot, okay? <laughs> a fucking idiot. Why would he do that? She trying to get to school. My he wanted a ride. Listen, <laughs> it was just so funny. Like we didn't really talk. During those initial rides, Jalil never said nothing to me. I'm I was scared. scared. I was scared. Not him being scared. I was. Speak. I thought. I thought. I thought you was Sean friend. I'm like, listen. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get to school. Like, let me. They older than me. Like, I, mean, I, I know of Sean, but Sean, like, we weren't like hanging out all the time. Like, okay. we'd just be like a high and by. But this, like, I mean, I, we go into the same place, so it didn't like put me out to. Right. Bless your heart, my girls. All I'm saying. <laughs> You let you let two strangers into your damn no, car. Were, well, I, yeah, you were. I like, was a stranger. <laughs> but Sean wasn't. I, you was with him, so I was like, okay. I mean, he all right. 
We, I should have gave you gas money. Girl, I ain't even have no damn job. Never mind. Let me shut up. I was just going down the right. end. We I know. the same way. Now, listen. There was sometimes she would will, she will drive right the fuck by us. I used to be <laughs> mad as fuck. Like, no! <laughs> sometimes I would really just be late and be like, oh, shit, I got to go. I, I wouldn't be paying attention at all. <laughs> That's I just so, be driving. Right, one thing about late. Lori, she going to be late, okay? <laughs> Her ass was late tonight, okay? okay. She always late. When I, that first time I heard you sing, I'll never forget. It was Heartbreak Hotel and All Shook Ooh. Up. You had a solo. You were standing okay. on this damn bar, <laughs> belting at the top of your motherfucking... And yes. it was shaky because I was so nervous. She was nervous, but yeah. I'm telling you, the voice has always been there. Always. It was so fucking fire. Where did your nerves come from? Like, what was you scared of? I just, I'm... Very intimidated singing in front of a crowd. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. Because mm-hmm. my mom would be like, you wasn't always like that. Like, when you was little, you wanted to be in the front. Like, I started singing in the choir when I was three years old. Mm. And, like, even then, I was asking for a solo. Then I got the solo, and I was like, okay, I, okay. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. I just not what I wanted. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, once I got older... I mean, I mean, I think that happens with kids anyway. Like, once they get to a certain age, they become more aware yeah. of other people. Whereas when you're, like, that little, it's very... Right. What is it? What is it? Uh, eth- Ethnocentric? Ethnocentric? I don't know. Very centric. Like, you focus on yourself. <laughs> mm. But, like, once you get to a certain age, like, you're aware of, like, other eyes on you and stuff like that. So, I think it just always made me nervous. And then also I was like standing on a table, so I'm like, if this table fall, I'ma just fall on stage. <laughs> so like I'm nervous about that. They had to take me in a separate room just to rehearse because like I just could not do it. Oh really? Yeah, it was um Kate. That's the name of the lady that played the piano, right? Yes. Yeah, it was Kate. 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 And somebody else. Was Since in the room. my baby left me. <laughs> so yeah, they had to take me in the room to rehearse, and they was like, just just let it out. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> they had to give me a pep talk before that scene because I was really so, like, I was shaking. I did not know that. I was shaking. I was so nervous. I Even now when we perform, like, in front of people, like, the first song, I'm going to be a little shaky in the beginning until I get into it. Mm-hmm. It's just something about singing in front of other people. Now, when I'm in my house, Duchess get a show. <laughs> Duchess gets a show. Again, I do not like performing i don't know why i don't like performing in front of people now but um it, it is extremely nerve-wracking and yeah. so i think the more that we do it over time we'll we will become more natural mm-hmm. at it and we won't hate it as much you know right. that's just a part of the process even in the time that we've singing i've gotten better but sometimes like once i get past the first couple notes i'll get into it but i will say like us singing together more often has got me more comfortable singing in front of yeah definitely that's good girl um when we sung at pride i was terrified so the night before i had drunk so much i was (laughs) i was faded okay woke up my whole damn voice got taken the fuck out my damn esophagus okay my whole voice was gone i didn't know what to do i was sucking them oh (laughs) <laughs> I meant oh, you a second? <laughs> I was sucking them cough drops like like my damn life depended on it, okay? Because I did not want to fuck up the feng shui. Um, but we sounded real good. We actually yeah. sounded good at the Pride event. Um, I went to I went to Trex that night too, and people was coming up to me 
saying that we did mad good. Like we oh, we, wow. we sounded mad nice. I was like, oh shit. So I do understand why it's so important for us to be doing this so that we can get our name out and you know, yeah. just that organic reach. It's important. Yeah. There's a bigger purpose going on here. Right. So we gotta keep that in mind. Let's go around and say one thing that we like about the other's musical elements. Like, what what do y'all think we all bring to the group? Well, like I said, for Lauren definitely brings the soul to the group because of how strong and powerful her voice is. Like, she will, she will take a verse and just elevate that shit to... A whole nother level because it's it like be loud, it's not even just that you're loud. It's like the, the leave run- that doubt alone, goddamn it! <laughs> it's the doubt run- just a, it's the runs, one more it's time. the notes, the way you could take that shit to the ceiling, be Girl, act- right. but be acting like you're not really a soprano. I'm not a true soprano. Girl, it's guess all the of, fuck it's you all are. of that. Listen. All of that adds to to the group. Like it would be nothing without that. For real, seriously, right? That is that is one of the elements of KJ and Lolo is. Though I'm telling you, Lauren, you were you were literally built for house music. Seriously. You were literally made for this shit. The way you're able to do those, what's the what's the last, um, what's the last? And so into you. What's the last? Yeah, yeah. It's like who else is doing that? I'm not doing that. She did, you doing that? That was twelve notes in three okay. seconds. Who the fuck? That is insane, okay? Right. Um, and then for you, Jalil, I feel like you just bring like like a a different kind of energy. Like you're you bring the hype to the music. Yes. Like you <laughs> with with all your like your talk. Like when you be like, I'm <laughs> yeah. No, no. Wait, 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 Lauren, Lauren, no. Lauren. You remember what we was in here? And I had um, we was working on one of the songs, but in at the end of it, it was like this this like. This little small part by itself. So I, I went and played it, and it was me moaning. I'm like, oh. it's the moans. It's the way you. It's the moans for me. I'm t- come, come through. Yeah. It's the it's the way you bring that energy. Oh, I, love I love it. I, just I love, love it. that. Yeah, Key, you are the motherfucking foundation. I feel like your yeah. part is so sturdy. Yeah, no. You, I'm telling you, you bring the shit home every single time. It's like you, you, effortless. and it's so all right, effortless. Y'all dragging like, it. No, I'm like, dead ass. Kira, you get done in one take every time. I feel like even that aside, true. that aside, whatever we give you, you turn it into something that we didn't know that we needed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a different type of power. Um, that shit is fire as fuck, and I love just. Seeing you in that moment, like even when you just be brain brainstorming over here trying to figure out what you're gonna do, um, just watching you, you so in you be in the zone, yeah. and I love that shit. That shit is just dope, it's really dope. We all bring a, such a unique perspective to the group, which is why I think that when we in here, we cooking up some some voodoo y'all yes. this is we 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 really doing some shit okay For and, real. it really just all just like flows as mm, soon as yeah. we come in the room it's like okay all right we about to do this we about, and it all just like sticks it just it just yeah. makes sense yeah i will say here i mean like i said before just your effortlessness like you just come in and like once we get the note like you just do it like you just kill it every time i'm like damn 
I gotta get like here because I have to. I have to find the note, and if I don't hit it once I found that note, it's gone. Like I be, I be struggling because I'm the middle note, so yeah. it's always hard for me to find where I am. You're the foundation. Like yeah. the foundation, we just build around you. We just trying yeah. to get it where we fit in. Nigga said sometimes we be swapping because I don't be trying to sing that low, <laughs> right? And you be with it. That's I'm I, I told y'all I'm trying to tap into my Tony Braxton Please in 2022. It, okay, I be trying to get into them high notes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not it, not live though, not live. <laughs> so, and Jaleel, just you know your creativity, just like yep. you even just doing all of this and you getting the equipment and getting the software and stuff like that and just playing around with it and really just like being the the puppet master. Yeah. You really believed this. in the vision, like you, yeah, you brought yeah. this to get you brought us together for real like yeah we wouldn't be recording and doing all this if if you weren't like all right i'm about to just get this shit and we're gonna do it right mm-hmm. so that really because there really were moments us. when niggas got uh discouraged okay yeah now before we started on this music journey <laughs> i would always be like because i will always hear like different musicians and shit be like oh we in the studio oh da, 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 i got this project on the way and it's been like five years and you've never seen the damn project ever, okay? And I'll be like, why the fuck is taking them so long? It don't even take that long to make shit. Until you end the shit. Until you yeah. end it. And you doing it yourself. The same thing about us now. Right. And you realize that, no, this shit do actually take time. It's not as yeah. easy as you think, okay? If it's you want to be right and be, you know. Right. And sound good. And yeah. so, right. And sound good. Like, you really got to take your time with it. And that's the thing. I'm not rushing it at all. It's going to come when it's supposed to. Yeah. And um, that was just something that I had to learn throughout this process. What has been um, some? What has been a lesson that you all have learned throughout this process? Sometimes, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. There, that, that, and you can't trust everybody. You, you can't trust them. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. Okay, because <laughs> niggas will sell you a dream. And then be like, oh, actually, no that's follow false. Through. Yeah, that really made me be like skeptical when it comes to working with different people, yeah. different producers, or whatever. Because people will tell you one thing, and then just It'd be something. if you don't know what you're doing, they'll right. tell you anything, and and right. you would just have to like go with it. So, yep. so I have learned to just be really careful with who you trust in this business. <laughs> I promise you, um, I have went to the city to go record um, Needed You. I thought I needed you. Hey, oh, I love that I, I like that <laughs> I love that song. This is Jaleel, and you're currently listening to Needed You. It's something different, I heard. Something real different. Yeah. Tossing, turning, my body needs you tonight. Mind is burning for your loving your life. Oh, we don't even talk no more. Trembling, wishing that you were here for one vision.
Quasi, my son Quasir. He hates that motherfucking song. Every time uh-huh. he, yes, every time I play it, this nigga start crying and shit. I'm like, <laughs> bitch, crying. shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't be talking about my song like that. What the fuck is you talking about? That shit vibe. He don't like it. But um, I went to go record that in the city with my friend Ebro. Shout out to Ebro. And um, working with that producer that we worked with, it was it was it was dope, but it was intimidating, you know, because I don't know this man, and um, he wasn't understanding where I was coming from at a time. I never forget. It was so funny because uh, Kalik had walked in when me and in the, the engineer or whatever. We it wasn't an argument. We was trying to get to a, um, a understanding, <laughs> and it it sounded like we was arguing. And Kalik got crazy with the dude. And I'm like, wait, 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 relax, relax. Wait, wait, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. That shit was funny as fuck, yo. I was dead. So, um, yeah, trying to find niggas that really just understand the vibes, you know, is really difficult. Like, even in that instance, he um, he was saying that, like, the sound, it sound kind of, like, dated. Like, it's more of a disco thing instead of, like, kids now, they want to hear the bass and all this shit. I'm like... But we're not making lo-fi right. beat rap music. Yeah, that's we're what, making house music. It, and that's because he's so used to everybody making the, the hip-hop. Same shit. The same shit, right. So he's going off of what he know. And I understand that, whatever. But bitch, first of all, you talking to Jalil motherfucking Campbell. I know you don't know that right now. <laughs> but bitch, this is going to mean something in about 10 years, right. okay? Give me some time. But <laughs> it's like, can you... I don't know. That that really threw me off. Um, has there been any moments in y'all lives where somebody doubted you? And your abilities. Yeah, all the time. Absolutely. When? For me, I've always been, because I'm the youngest, I've always been, like, at least this is my perception, I've always been, like, second best. Like, I've always been the one who is just, like, Mike's little sister Mm -hmm. or Rick Johnson's daughter. Like, I've never, I feel like I've never really had my own spotlight moment. So, that in itself I feel like has affected my confidence too it's like I'm always under somebody's shadow so Mm -hmm. this I'm glad that we've had this opportunity to be able to come out and be ourselves and just showcase who we are so it's for me it's happened a lot throughout my life I gotta say I don't think anybody to my face has doubted me (laughs) okay um I am very shy but it's what I like to describe as like a quiet confidence. Okay. Um, I am very shy. I know that I can do it. It's just, am I ready to let you see that I can do it? Mm. So that's why I say I don't think anybody has ever like told me like, nah, I don't think you could do that. <sighs> oh no, you know what? Yes, there has been. I'm not gonna talk about it out here. Oh, all right. okay. I'll talk about it after though, because <laughs> me and Jalil, we have had this conversation. I don't know about y'all, but like I come from like a family who of parents of like older generations and it's literally like any idea i have not that my dad doubts me or not that my parents would doubt me but they would just always be so skeptical Mm -hmm. because of the difference in the generations like this especially when it comes to like creative stuff i will say that my mom was very like Y'all about to do music. Right. Mm-hmm. Y'all too old to be doing that. Like, <laughs> Not too old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I will say that. Yeah, it's yeah. just that it's just that like that, older that negative connotation of just like 
y'all can't do that. What you mean? Like, that's not going to work. Like, what that do you mean they, it's not going to work? You don't know. Right. That's their first reaction every, every single time. time. Like, can I do it first? Right. Can I do it? This is why I don't be saying shit. This is why, I be, <laughs> exactly. this is why y'all be saying I be moving funny. Cause yeah, my dad could de- he'd definitely be a killjoy. I could just say, I'm about to... <laughs> I'm about to go on a trip here. Oh, well, don't do that because this is going to happen. It's so dangerous. Like, dang, (laughs) it's dangerous everywhere. Why can't I just go live my life? Like, what's going to happen is going to happen. That's just how I want to live my life. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, yeah. Definitely that older generation. Like, there's a disconnect between, like, what they were able to do and what we're able to do at this point. Like, I can even remember applying to colleges and I wanted to do music mm. or oh. art. I wanted to do music or art. Mm. And my mom was like, no, you need to get like a degree in something that you could use. You need to be able to work mm-hmm. wow. after school. And I was like, okay. Literally every school I applied to, I applied to something different. I think I applied to NYU for illustration. Another school I had applied for like something with, I think it was just straight music. And then I applied for like forensics. I had a lot of interests. So I was just like... <laughs> Just whichever see what school, <laughs> whatever school has sent me, that's just what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I was pre-law my first year in undergrad. Dropped that shit. That <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah, that was. Mm. Yeah, things change. Things yeah, definitely you know, change yeah, as you yeah. get older. You learn. You learn about yourself, and you tap into Adjust, to who yeah. you really are. Yeah. No matter what I've done, it's always kind of come back to music some kind of way. Like in high school, I was in gospel choir. Then I was, you know, in a bunch. I was in the band and the jazz band, and then I did orchestra for a while, and then I did chorus. And even once I got to college, like I started back playing the flute, started back playing the piano. I joined gospel choir. Like no matter what I've done, it's always come back to music. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it hasn't always necessarily been music, but I've always had like. that creative aspect in my life like I I didn't do like sports and stuff growing up in high school or whatever because I was always doing dance so like I did dance from the age of like three to I think almost like 17 and then from there it just kind of like I also I, I would like dabble in music stuff too like remember in elementary school Lauren we used to um oh, yeah, the be rainbow the rainbow kids. kids like that was probably Boo. like my first don't do that <laughs> don't do that okay girl bye Jamil's a hater because he didn't go to H.W. Smith went to Catholic school <laughs> girl I didn't go to no Catholic school I went to was it called Our Lady of Solace girl please that, that was back in the 90s it was like a Catholic school and that's school. when you were oh no, no you wasn't there because you were a little young I was born in the 30s like y'all I'm only 20 but anyways like i said (laughs) i've always tapped into that creative part of my life and i just feel like for for me in my experience my family like because i grew up mainly with my dad like it was my dad and my brother for the most part of my life and my dad and my brother played sports so i felt like like the things that I wanted to do didn't matter because it wasn't sports related. Mm. So now I feel like as I'm an adult, I don't, it doesn't really matter how, you know, my family feels about what I do. I do what makes me happy because I've always had to live under, you know, that shadow of what my, what my brother was doing. Have you ever spoken to your father or your brother about 
that and how it made you feel? Um, I've never, no, I don't think I've ever spoken to, I definitely never spoken to my brother about it. Um, cause honestly, I don't think he would even care, <laughs> but, um, with my dad, I don't, I don't think I've actually had that conversation per se, but I do, I have had conversations with him where it was like, you were always focused on what Michael was doing and never really focused. And it's not, I don't like to put too much blame on my dad. Cause like with the situation that happened, like my mom had got sick at a young age, like mm. when we were young. And so my dad had to split his time between me and my brother and, you know, helping taking care of my mom and stuff. So I don't like blame him for that. On top of working. Right. On top of working and everything. So he, he's done he was doing everything that he could do, mm-hmm. but it was just a matter of like because he could relate more to what my brother was doing. Right. He he grew up playing basketball. Right. So he couldn't relate. Like he wasn't a dancer, so he couldn't really relate to that. But he tried to, you know, at least allow me to have that opportunity to um tap into that. When you put things into perspective like that, again, they our parents they do the best that they can in that moment. Right. And now that we're older, it's time for us to just have a a discussion with them, letting them know how it affected you. Our kids is going to do that shit to us. They are. I hope me as a parent make my kids feel safe enough to even bring that to them, you know? You got to be open to hearing that. Yeah, because I know I'm going to fuck up. (laughs) I'm going to do my best. They going to be some savages. I know that for a fact, okay? Ain't nobody about to bully my kids. My kids okay. is being everybody else. And dragging them. And dragging them with their words. I'm weak. But they, they going to have some some notes for me, too. <laughs> yeah, but you definitely got to be open to hearing it. Cause I, Girl, don't don't drag me. For, no, I'm not, I'm, it's not oh, even you. I'm just saying, oh, like, conversations man. I've had with my dad. Like, he he is... I think he's getting better with it, but he wasn't initially open to hearing our experiences. Like me and my brother have said, this this is what we experienced, and he was like, "Well, I don't know what y'all talk. I did I did everything that I was supposed to do, and blah blah blah." And it's like we're not saying that you didn't, but this is how we experienced what you knew you were doing, like what you knew how to do. Mm-hmm. This is our experience from that. You have to be open to hearing that from your kids. And it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It just means that you, like you said, you used the tools that you had and did what you could do with that. But you, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to affect your kids in, I don't want to say a negative way, but in a way that could possibly like hinder their lives in some way. Right. For you, Lauren, like, has have you ever had any like moments like that with your parents where you had to go back and um, just have a conversation with them about how something may have affected you? Yeah, just like my childhood, I felt like my dad wasn't at a lot of things, but I understand, you know, he had to work. He worked nights, mm-hmm. so he was sleep during the day. He couldn't take me to doctor's appointments. He couldn't come to the little morning recitals and stuff like that that we would have at school Mm. and even like going back and looking at my doctor records as a child it was always my mom and I was like dang like did my dad (laughs) take me anywhere but I remember spending a lot of time with my dad so it's like I guess he showed up in other ways but just having that conversation like you know I I missed a lot of you Mm -hmm. yeah 
Chrysler will do that shit to you, okay? <laughs> Listen. Them niggas was tired. Chrysler had everybody in there. Okay? My mother, too. She used to be knocked out tw- at 24-7. She would, she would definitely come to stuff um, when she could, but she'll be knocked the fuck out right there. <laughs> she'll be there, but she'll be knocked the hell out. No, no, I'm listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it used to be so funny. Okay, so... In terms of our music and the lyrics and things, we deal with a lot of talk of love and longing. Uh-oh, we go with this. Listen, right? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, so in you all's life experiences, like where do you think some of these lyrics come from? Has there been any betrayal, deceit, lust, sex? <laughs> Are these lyrics true? Do they come from somewhere? Did you just make them up? I mean, we don't we don't really have a lot of songs about betrayal, right? Yeah, no. I mean, as far as like love, yeah, I've I've exp- I feel like I've experienced love, and and so I I could say yeah, I I've tapped into some of that when it came to writing lyrics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. I think <laughs> there was somebody that I thought I loved. And then after I removed myself from the situation, I was like, girl, it was just you. Yeah. And that happens. I've been there too. Yeah. That, I was going to say the same thing. Like I thought I, I I thought I was in love, but in hindsight, all these years later, I realized that no, I fell for, for a trap. Yeah. Yeah. The more you know, as time goes, goes on, you realize that nah, but I will say um, I do credit that situation, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> that bum ass nigga. Oh no. <laughs> I do credit it for awakening this side of me that I had suppressed for so long. For whatever the fuck it was, I'm glad that I do tap into that when coming up with some of these damn lyrics. Yeah. That's how I came up with So Into You. Yeah. And I do think that, like you said, I want to tap in more to some of the other issues that I've had mm-hmm. when, in terms of relationships, like the betrayal, mm-hmm. the, lies, the lies, the fakeness, yes. the pretending to yes. be it. Like it's, it just, the list goes on. So I've in the future, as we create more projects, that's something that I really want to. <laughs> okay. Heartbreaker. I'm need one of them. Listen, I'm trying. Y'all think I'm playing when I say my name is Jalil J. Blige. Okay. <laughs> I need a few Mary J. Blige-esque songs, all right? Oh, it's coming. It's coming, right. That shit is coming. But at the same time, So Into You was such a breakaway because it felt so free and blissful. Yeah. And it's this this beautiful celebration of what I hope love is and what I hope to experience in the future. Do you remember when we were coming up with the lyrics for the second half of so into you, Lauren, and we just sat in here, and I started humming the melody I had in mind, uh-huh. and from there, the words just came. It, it was, was so organic. It, yeah. yeah, literally, like we just kept listening to it on repeat, and I was like, "Oh, what about this?" And then you be like, "Okay, so what about this part on it?" <laughs> it just happened. Like we just we we just went through the words. There was one part where we were trying to like figure out how to put the play on words because like 
the end of one sentence will start at the top of the yeah. next sentence. Girl, <laughs> my damn, my damn breathing was off. Like, you would have thought I had asthma the way I was heaving and hiving all over the goddamn place. Trying to make that shit make sense. <laughs> you said you were the one that sweeps me off my feet. I'm falling for you. Like, you for are you. the reason I... That shit, that part right there is just so beautiful. Yeah. To me, that is like the climax part. Yeah. And then you bring it home with the- i that part every time. Right. You bring it home with the, you are mine. That shit is <laughs> my everything, my love. <laughs> I don't know how I even, it's I the soul, just okay? in the moment, it just came to Right. Me. It's in the moment, she was, out. she was feeling that shit, and she said, can I freestyle? I'm like, hell yeah, do your shit. Yeah. And she recorded it, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Mind <laughs> that you. part ended up making the remix that Javon did. Come on. See? Right. And that's the thing. When you take a, when you take a risk, and you just freestyle some shit, you never know what's going to happen. Just shout out to Javon. Yes. Shout out to Javon. Javon. Javon, you don't even understand, okay? You are now listening to So Into You by KJ and Lolo. You know, I've been thinking of you. I just wanted to let you know how I feel. I don't say this often, but... Yeah.
about Javant, we gotta talk about Never Call. Ooh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my! Wow. Oh wait, that's the one that I was thinking of. Never call. It's, it's oh, never, never call. call. Never call is probably my number one. Never call. Mm-hmm. Never call. I went away. Don't you know where to find me? Oh. I couldn't stay. Didn't wanna hurt no more. Now I'm in pain. Thinking about you daily. I sit and wait, but, but the, the fact, fact remains you never call. Remains you never call. 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 If I gotta wait every day, every day I will wait. If I gotta wait every day, every day I will wait. Shout out to Shamar, my friend from North Carolina. He is a musician, a songwriter. He does it all. The the nigga is so talented, okay? And um, I told him how I was about to start getting into music and writing it. Um, He had been telling me to tap into that shit because I was telling him how, like, I used to do it in the past. So he he asked me if I ever thought about writing or writing. just coming up with my own songs. And at the time, I wasn't ready for that assignment yet. And um, once I did, once we came around to doing all of this, he was like, I got I got the perfect track for you. Well, I have the perfect, he already, he is the, the songwriter for Never Call. And um, he, he sent me this voice note and it was him singing all of the parts, but it was just an instrumental. Like he came up with that shit. He came up with the whole song in his head with no music and so what i did was i would i just wanted to show him like this sound like it could be a house track and i went on youtube and just found some random song at the time it was called these words by javon yep and i put i put uh i put shamar's vocals on top of that instrumental and it was the mother it was it was such a beautiful pairing yeah it, it sounded really so mix. good so from there he was like um if you want it y'all can have it like he really just he believes in us and he yeah. he knew that we could really kill it so we ended up recording it and that shit came out so fire oh my god it's, it came out so fire so um Javon he's a recording artist and um he has his song these words um is like really big and stuff and I hit him up on SoundCloud, not really expecting a, a response or nothing, but I was like, let me just shoot my shot. So I ended up hitting him up on SoundCloud, sending him our version, and he was just so like hype. He was like, yo, this sounds so good. Y'all, y'all did such a good job with this. 
Um, and I asked him like if we would be able to use it, but um, he wasn't able to, to get it cleared. So we, we couldn't use it, but instead um, giving us other beats. So Into You was one of the ones he Yes, did. yes. So that's how we got So Into You. And again, the whole, the whole thing has just been so surreal. Being able to work with him, um, somebody that has been doing this for years, and he has so much knowledge and is really skilled in his in his lane. Like this man is so gifted. So uh, shout you out enough, and um, I we we just can't wait to keep working with you. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, June twenty fifth in Detroit. Come on, we we about to have a show in Detroit. He is all right. Us. Like it's 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 really lit. Like we got some shit in. I don't know. Like never call was just a moment. It was really special. Yeah. It was. It really was. What is what is an album that defines who you are at this moment? Reality Show by Jasmine Sullivan. Mm. Okay. If you have not listened to Reality Show, you have to listen to Reality Show. Like, Hotels was good, but the OG Jasmine Sullivan fans know about Reality Show, and they know. They just know, like... She really takes you through every emotion. Like, you get the love part. You get the, wow, he acting up. To now healing from that heartbreak and getting back in love with yourself. Mm. Like, oh, my God. Masterpiece is on that album. Burn, or, yes, Burn is on that album. Let it burn. Mm. That one's on there. Stanley's on there. That's my fave. Um... <clears throat> What else is on there? Dumb. It's just a great album. Just like top to bottom. That, yeah. That's it for me. Moment. Or what album captures who I am in this moment? I'm going through a lot of transitional shit at the moment. Like I'm really, I'm trying to figure out mad shit, okay? About me, Um, where where the hell I'm going, okay? Um, it's a lot. So what album says that? You write on the Velvet Rope. Velvet Rope. Oh, yeah. That's a good Velvet song. Rope. I remember watching that concert on HBO. Mm. <clears throat> that was the one where she had strapped that man to the board. Yeah. That was a great concert. Yeah. It's, um, it's very much a lot of self-reflection going on right now. Um, trying to learn me, uh, getting me to a better me and again just constantly um reflecting and knowing that there's there's bigger things coming real soon i don't know like i'm thinking about it for me and like honestly the only thing that keeps coming up for me is janae echo mm-hmm Chalumbo. I don't know why, oh but that album, so that album literally fed my soul for the oh, whole entire year of 2020. Literally. I don't know, I don't know what she did, but she just put. There was just so much. It's the sound bowl. She used the. Sound it was bowls that. that. It was just it so, really just like so soulful. Soul. Like she, she touched on a lot of different things. She talked about love. She talked about losing people in her life. She talked about leaving a legacy and wanting people to celebrate her life when yeah. she's gone. Like that to me just was it just It really was It wow. it really took me there. Mm-hmm. Janae it just, was it really already did. like amazing, but like that album also for me just like solidified her spot in my blood. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, what an icon. Like, I loved her before that, but th- that just took me to another level. And yes. people be trying to play her because her voice is soft, but no, it's power in the words. Yes. It is. It's the words. It's right. not even her vocals. It's right. really the words. It's, it, her vocals also do it for me. They're very soothing. Okay, so what has been some of y'all funniest moments within the friend group? I would say within the last five years, because I feel like Oh, we have done a lot in five years. Yeah, we have done a lot. Um, there's been a lot of moments. What has I been... will say for me, my top moment ever is when you guys came to D.C. to my graduation. Yeah. Like, literally, we took that picture. I look at that picture so often. Yes. It's so beautiful. It is. Wow, thank you guys for coming. That shit was Girl, fun. That, was, that was amazing. That was such a beautiful experience, just watching the trip, whole like... thing in sign language. I was Girl. like, wow, this is... This is different. Not me going up to the people asking them <laughs> what time it start and ain't nobody talking. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I did not know what was going on, but no, so that for, was it was beautiful. For context, the school that I graduated from is um, Gallaudet University, which is a university primarily for people that are deaf and hard of hearing. I... Took a couple sign language classes when I was in undergrad, and my teacher somehow tricked me into thinking that I could get into the school. Um, I got but you in. did. I did. I did. And I finished. You know, that first year that I was there, like that first semester, literally, I was so depressed. I didn't know anybody in DC. Like, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family down there. It was just me. I used to call my mom like, Mom, I'm coming home. One time I was on the phone with Naisha and literally I just started crying. Mm. I didn't even know that I was crying. Like I didn't feel like I needed to cry. But like she just asked me a question and I was answering her question. And next thing I knew I was in a full sob. Oh, no. I was like, wow, this is terrible. I'm coming home. And I was like, well, just stick it out, you know, for the next semester. Just finish the year out. And then, you know, think about the summer. And then if you still don't want to go back, then you can withdraw at that time. And then, um, you know, shout out to the the magic of Twitter. Come on, Twitter. I met some friends. Shout out to, you know, the DC crew. Um, Yeah, and I ended up staying. And now I have a tattoo of DC on my body. I love it. Like, it just, I... We talk. You talk about um, transformation, Jaleel. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the time. Like that was the time that I also <clears throat> transformed a lot. Just being in DC, I was twenty seven, and oh, this right on time. time. Yeah, the, it's that time of transformation. Like you're transforming, like from a kid, and mm-hmm. like you're getting into that next chapter of your life. So I'm ready for thirty. Yes. <laughs> 30, 30, 30 the I'm, closer I get to 30 the more I'm like bring it on because yeah. it's just something about turning 30 it just feels like it's like you unlock another you unlocking level of it life. like you just you feel so much more confident it's like you really just don't give up what anybody has to mm-hmm. say like my me being a people pleaser like I I'm over that like to me, I keep telling myself like thirty means no. Right. I'm, all it is is no. It's everything is a no for me because if I don't want to do it, I'm not gonna do mm-hmm. it, and I that's where it. I'm at. So, I can totally relate to the to the transforming. So, 
Jalil, you you just you right on you top. right you right at the right at the peak. Y'all sure? Right at the <laughs> peak. Okay, because I'm scared. Jaleel, God damn it! More than 27 than I was doing. Okay, girl, listen, y'all understand? Like this art shit is so it's so not steady. <laughs> it's fickle, but you got it though. Like <sighs> you're so good. There's not a concern of if the yeah. next job will come. It's just when. Yeah, where you I are know. right now is there's no you can't there's no turning back. Like you you're on the come up. You just got to keep trusting and believing. I know. I know. I Just yesterday. Listen, we were supposed to record this yesterday, y'all. But <laughs> I was in my motherfucking bag, okay? Like, I was really depressed as hell. I slept damn near all day. Um, I just, I, I was thinking about just all my bills and just life and just how stressed and depressed I am. We still in this COVID shit. I'm about, my birthday is like damn near in two weeks and... I can't even do shit. Like, everything was just weighing on me real heavy. So I took that day to just recover. You gotta have those days where you can yeah. just feel. I haven't had a bad moment or a bad day like that in a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was long overdue, I would say. But I can't stay in that for too long. Right. You know, I do my, I talk to my family and they let me know, listen, you, you gonna be all right. Uh, some my sister Samad she has said that like um, that was her like a couple weeks ago but um, it always nothing is 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 permanent like it's, it mm-hmm. there's always gonna be you gonna be on top again you know that's something that I always have to keep in mind too like yeah we have these these bad moments and shit but things are things will it's always not always be like yeah that. it's not gonna always be like that you just gotta go through that. Um, in the moment, learn whatever you're supposed to take from it, and then uh, make sure the shit don't happen again. Okay. <laughs> so um, again, right? Thank y'all for just letting me know that this, how I'm feeling right now, is exactly how I'm supposed to be feeling. Yeah. Cause a nigga felt alone yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout this 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 episode, um, I really just wanted everybody to get a chance to hear my girls, Lauren and Kiera. I love them so much. They've been rocking with me for 15 years, 10, 15 years plus, okay? Um, This is family. We are family. Our group, KJ and Lolo, we got some shit for y'all, okay? We do have our project, Smooth Vibrations, coming at a later date. (laughs) We ain't gonna say when. It's coming. But just Just know it's on the way, okay? Um, (laughs) Now, where can people reach y'all? You can follow me on Instagram at underscore... MS Ms. Kiera underscore. Or you could follow our group page at KJ.lolo music. Something like that, child. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. It's KJ.lolo music. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I am also on Instagram at Jador underscore lore 19. So J A D. Like dog. She French. Oh, uh, <laughs> right. I have a lot of nicknames. You know. Come on, go through the back nick- to love. Go through the go through your nicknames real quick. Um, you know, some people call me Amor. Mm. Um, ooh, Amor. Um, my um, yeah. Um, Naisha Renika call me Jador. Yeah. So you know, just love. I just Lolo. like to give a lot of love. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at Jador J A D O R E underscore. L A U R one nine, the number one and the number nine. Yes, follow them, y'all. Make sure you tune in for our next episode. I will be having 
Samaj and Keyshawn. Yeah. The Lovebirds. Um, this is some Bridger. This is about to be some Bridgerton type shit, y'all. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be the wedding episode. Shout out to them. Yep. Yes. We got some really good um, episodes coming up, so just stay tuned, and we'll see you later. Later. Bye. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Four One One Podcast with Jalito. Make sure you follow me on social media as well as Jaleel J Blige to stay up to date with all new info. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,